0: Welcome to the best of Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3 Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio, faith, family and sports. Of course, if you want to be a team member of Sold Out Youth Ministries, our organization that helps kids stay away from drugs and alcohol, and teaches them leadership skills, biblical principles, you can go to our official website at soldouttv.com. That's soldouttv.com, and uh, be a part of that. Great friend of the show coming in, and he's been in before. Uh, believe it or not, this guy is writing his 105th book, Vice President of the Orlando Magic, Uh incredible career in baseball and basketball management, and uh, his new book, which I'm very excited to talk about, Coach Wooden's forgotten teams, John Wooden, the great one, uh, the most successful basketball coach of all time. And, uh, Pat, it's great to have you back on Sold Out Sports Talk.
1: Well, Roman, thanks. I'm looking forward to our chat and always glad when we can hook up like this.
0: You know, you and I go back a long ways with our family and, uh, you know, I grew up in Southern California during those incredible runs with UCLA, the seven consecutive championships and the 88-straight game winning streak, which people – people he, it's hard to believe, uh, as great as John Wooden is, that that's one thing that people don't talk about enough. 88 straight games. I remember – everybody remembers watching the one that broke the string against Notre Dame, but it's ridiculous.
1: Well, he had a great run, obviously, Roman, and uh, it was about nine years ago that the – Sporting News uh, polled the best sports minds in the country to rank the 50 greatest coaches in all of sports, 1 through 50. And John Wooden was ranked number one, ahead of Bear Bryant, ahead of Vince Lombardi, ahead of Red Auerbach, etc. Quite an honor. Uh, But he was a lot more than a basketball coach. Uh, He was a mentor. Uh, He had enormous amounts of wisdom. Uh, He had time for people. Uh, and and the one big part of his life, Roman, that's never really been covered were his summer basketball camps in the L.A. area.
0: I remember those. He ran
1: them for many years, touching thousands of young lives, and so we thought it was important to see what we could dig up here and learn about those summer basketball camps and get a whole new look at John Wooden.
0: And, Pat, this isn't your first book on John Wooden. You had a relationship with him what, what, was the, what was the thing that made you want to write the first one about John Wooden?
1: Well, it was part of a series that I did with a publisher. I did a book called How to Be Like Mike, you know, a, a really in-depth look at Michael Jordan. And then the publisher said, well, let's do some more. So we did How to Be Like Jesus. We did How to Be Like Walt Disney, How to Be Like Jackie Robinson. Uh, and I insisted that we had to do John Wooden. Uh, so I wrote him a letter, Roman. Uh, asking if he would give me his blessing. Uh, So a few days later, the phone rang. I picked it up, and here's what happened. Uh, Mr. Williams, uh, this is John Wooden, uh, the former basketball coach at UCLA. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said, Roman. That's great. He he said, I got your letter. He said, now, I'm not worthy of a project like this. He said, but if you would like to do it, he said, "You, you, you go on ahead. Well, wow. with that, um, you know, that opened the door, and I think over the years, Roman, probably, I guess, six maybe six times, something like that, uh, we would go out and, and pick him up at about five o'clock, uh, take him to his favorite restaurant, the Valley Inn, and then come back to his condo and sit in his office and, uh, and talk about sports, talk about life, talk about, Poetry, talk about history, uh, fascinating. And and at this point, Roman he, he had to be mid to late 80s. He lived till 99, and his health was good, and um, and his mind was sharp. By the way, that that uh, office of his now is a museum piece on the UCLA mm-hmm. campus, uh, which is quite interesting but you know, that's kind of how it all started and uh, so I've, I've done four books different aspects of his life and this one that's just come out is a pretty thorough look at how he ran those summer camps and the impact that he had on so many
0: pat williams is the author of coach wooden's forgotten teams and of course what a great time for it to come out uh with march madness and, and ncaa basketball and the playoffs and everything that's going on and uh you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Pat, since you had a personal relationship with Coach Wooden is, you know, people look at him and they look at that stoic nature on the sidelines. He, he was not a guy who showed a great deal of emotion, if at all, during a game. When um, I mean, you would watch those games, uh, you know, you would think, wow, you know, he just doesn't get too excited about too much. But you saw a different side of him. His passion for basketball, his passion for his players – and for, and for teaching uh, was what he was all about, right?
1: Well, he never viewed himself really as a coach. He, he never used that word, coach, or coaching. It was always about te- teaching. Uh, he viewed himself as a teacher. He, by trade, he was an English teacher, and, and, and he, he, he loved to teach. Uh, he would talk like this. Uh, I, I was teaching these young men uh, under my supervision, uh, yes, how to be good basketball players. More importantly, how to be good citizens. That's how he viewed himself. And uh, and and he was teaching in the summertime as well, teaching fundamentals of basketball. But he also uh, was teaching life skills, Roman, to these youngsters through these basketball camps, uh, teaching about how to be successful in life. I think that and was everybody really knows about his
0: pyramid it. of his pyramid of success book, right Pat? I mean that was kind of the oh, you know, most one know, of the most incredible books to, of all time.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, that whole uh, pyramid of success was his view of success. <laughs> I don't think anything that has come along to top it. And, and and that's what he spoke about a great deal, you know, about how to how to live a successful life. And he always did it with a very very humble spirit uh, billy packer the broadcaster once said to me uh, john wooden is the most humble famous person he said i've ever met so so there was a true humility about him uh, whenever you were with him he was he, he was not trying to impress you that w- with all that he had done or all of his accomplishments uh, he was more interested in you in your life and what was going on with you, uh, than uh, you know what he would accomplished in his life, and, and when you run into a giant like that, uh, who, who truly is a is a humble person, uh, that that's a very attractive quality, Roman. Very attractive.
0: Pat Williams with us. He is the author of Coach Wooden's Forgotten Teams, and if you want to know more about John Wooden and about the impact he had not only as a coach at UCLA but this incredible impact with young people through, and and, and you you put it in a, in a very humble way too, uh, Pat, Some you're saying summer camps, and when we talk about summer camps, there were thousands of kids that were impacted uh, through these summer opportunities to not only come and be around Coach Wooden, but be around guys like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which was Lew Alcindor at that time, Bill Walton, uh, Keith Wilkes, um, the players that they had, uh, Sidney Wicks. I mean, just they had some incredible personnel on those teams, and they all played together, and it truly was a team atmosphere.
1: And 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 coach was trying to pass that on uh, to these youngsters in the summertime. Uh, the beautiful thing about those camps, Roman, uh, John Wooden didn't just lend his name to the camps, as can, as can happen. Uh, but he was there. He was there every day. Uh, he, he planned all the activities for each day. Uh, he met with the young coaches before every day began to make sure that they were clear on what they were going to be covering that day. Uh, he was very, very much involved. And then towards the end of the week, he would interface with the campers and pose for pictures. He he, he spoke to all of them at the end of the camp, and their parents who had arrived, and uh, he, he spoke primarily about his pyramid of success. So those campers got a full dose of John Wooden. Uh, they they uh, they got a whole lot more than they paid for to go to that camp, and it was quite intriguing to me, Roman. Years and years later, way down the road now, uh, those campers who are now adults, maybe they're. Uh, grandparents, uh, they still have vivid memories of uh, of what Coach Wooden did in those camps. They they remember it very clearly.
0: Pat, of coaches today that are that are that are successful, that are doing it the right way, which is a real challenge with the way basketball has grown and with the money and with the tournament and with guys going pro after their first or second year. Uh, obviously, the game has changed, but. Who are maybe a couple of coaches that you think of today that remind you a little of John Wooden?
1: Well, Tony Bennett at Virginia reminds me of him. Uh, coach Wooden was very firm in his faith, strong Christian Roman, uh, as is Tony Bennett. Uh, that that comes to mind. Uh, a football coach by the name of Mark Richt at the University of Miami. Yes. Uh, he, he reminds me a great deal of John Wooden with his, Personal relationships and his and his strong faith. Uh, Jay Wright at Villanova comes to mind. Uh, You know, Jay uh, is solid, rock solid man. Coach of great character, Uh, does things the right way. Uh, Strong relationship with his players, firm uh, but yet loving. You know, that's a that's an interesting combination. And, and so, uh, and, and 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 maybe this is the key to what we're talking about, Roman. One of one of the uh, camp uh, executives, you know, years ago, he said to me, uh, John Wooden wasn't just good to people; he was great to people. That's what this guy said. Uh, now, wow. there's a good challenge for all of us. Uh, he wasn't just good to people; he was great to people.
0: Pat Williams. Uh, Vice President Orlando Magic and just has so much history about the NBA and about college basketball and uh, Pat, always always great to have you in my friend. Uh, God bless you and uh, we'll uh, be telling people about this this book, Coach Wooden's Forgotten Team, so uh, go out and get it and uh, learn more about a guy who every coach looks up to. It doesn't matter whether it's basketball, baseball, football, or whatever. This guy was a life changer. So pat appreciate you coming in and uh, we'll talk to you soon welcome to sold out sports talk on american family radio faith family and sports of course if you want to be a team member of sold out youth ministries our organization that helps kids stay away from drugs and alcohol and teaches them leadership skills biblical principles you can go to our official website at sold that's sold and uh be a part of that. Man, what a big day it's been so far, but it just keeps getting better and better. One of my uh, favorite receivers in the NFL, Golden Tate, former Notre Damer, Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Happy to be out here,
2: uh, indoors, of course.
0: Okay, let me just say this, because I know everybody on TV right now is saying, what's Golden doing? <laughs> I like Hershey's, and if you're going to wear Hershey's, you're looking looking—you're wearing it pretty well.
2: Yeah, oh, thank you. I'm, I'm a candy freak. Um, it's, it's, it's probably... An addiction. Uh, so the fact that I was able to partner. up So when Hershey's, Hershey's came to you,
0: you were you were oh, happy to jumped all over. I was I was happy. Have they uh, sent the boxes of Hershey's to your house
2: yet? They have, they have, <laughs> and I, I'm digging through them rather quickly. But um, with nuts or just plain chocolate? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing the the cookies and cream, the oh, milk chocolate, man. and now what I'm representing today is the gold bar. Um, and and with the, the Winter Olympics coming up, I think it's super cool that they partnered with Golden Tate the gold bar uh, for the, for the winter Olympics and how it ties in is that every single time America wins a gold medal, they will be putting out a promotional code to receive a free gold bar, full size gold bar, not the ones that you get on Halloween that are little and you can, you know, two shoes and they're done. This is a full one. Okay. Wow. So I'm super excited to be a part of it. And I expect America to kick ass and, and bring home gold a bunch. So, you know, that's, that's what we're doing.
0: Well, well, golden domer helps too right i mean you got gold going everywhere here
2: we'll tie that in as well of course yeah
0: so what's your favorite hershey product
2: i would say i'm gonna go way back to when i first started eating candy the the, the hershey's cookies and cream bar that was, cookies that was and my cream go-tune.
0: ice cream guy that's special too same same i think anything with cookie and cream will work well it's fantastic well golden you you've got a super bowl ring with the seattle seahawks this year you guys had an off, awfully good football season I fell short uh, but you seem like you've got the ingredients to to, to move forward next year and to, to get where you want to go right
2: absolutely I think uh, we have a great 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 foundation and I, I feel like every year we're just we're right there and, and we truly are right there but that's that's kind of the problem we need to get over that hump and we need to play a little bit better um, you know we're you know, over the last twenty years, we've gotten, we've obviously gotten better. We had nine win seasons each of the years I've been there, but it's time. It's time to win. And I think what we're, you know, what we're bringing into our organization is definitely going to help. Um, you know, Patricia is a guy who's been to a lot of championships and and has a championship mindset, and so we're expecting him to come in and, and help us get to where we need to go. Tell me about your
0: coach. I know it's been tough losing your coach. He's a heck of a man and a coach. Uh, how how's that been? Improved? You know,
2: um, I. I have so much respect for Coach Caldwell, um, how he handles himself uh, as a man, as a Christian, um, how he coaches, his coaching style. He's such a professional. He talks to us like men, treats us like men, um, and, and, and that's important. And sometimes you don't see that throughout the league. Um, and and when, when he speaks, you know, he's very soft-spoken, but when he speaks, it's so powerful. Uh, I mean, the guy is one of the smartest humans I've know, I know. I mean, he reads like a 600-page book in two days. That's how it. you find that time in a day as a head coach, I do not understand. But, um, you know, I, I hate to see him leave, but that's one thing you know is that Coach Caldwell is going to do well in whatever he does and wherever he goes. You
0: know, I think this is something that fans don't realize sometimes in the pro game is you can love a coach, but business is business in the NFL as a player and a coach. It's, it's part, of, part, part of it, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, but it's tough. It's absolutely,
2: tough. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it is very, very tough. Um, you know, coaches and players get fired all the time, and it's, it's for the better, betterment of the, the organization, they say. But when a player opts out to leave uh, after their contract, then they're a sellout, and, and, and it's kind of unfair. But in, in, Co- in Coach Caldwell's situation, I mean, people have jobs to keep. Uh, you know, Bob Quinn and Martha Ford, you know, have to do what they think is better what's what's better for the organization and you know they thought they need to get rid of caldwell and my job is not to really judge that i gotta be a professional and show up and, and play the best ball i possibly can but uh, i will say i do miss coach caldwell golden tates
0: with us former golden dover notre dame and uh, seattle seahawk world champion detroit lion um... golden you've been in the league long enough now um... Were the expectations that you had coming in uh, today uh, similar, or is there, or has it been different for you in terms of where you are today as opposed to when you came in the league?
2: Yeah, I, I would definitely say I've grown um, a lot since I've entered the league, and, and as, as as I should. Um, you know, I remember coming into the the league as a rookie and just thinking how oh, I want to play. I want to play football for forever, and it's kind of for some of the wrong reasons. Um, you know, just all the perks that come with it are, are right. amazing. But now, now it's it's truly a responsibility to show up and, and put the best product I possibly can on film week in and week out and be an example for the younger guys throughout my team and, and the league. And, and I take a lot of pride in that and in, in, in putting good film out there and being reliable, being durable. Obviously, as you get older, people wonder, you know, is he losing a step or, you know, is he not as durable? And, and I'm trying to prove that every single time I step on the field that I'm still tough. I am tough. I'm going to be tough for for a long time. Uh, I'm still going to produce and make plays.
0: Who, who was the who was the guy when you came into the league that, that you feel like was a person who kind of set you straight in terms of how you play the game and live the game and be the person off the field that you need to be? Uh,
2: you know, I, I, honestly, I would say I had a great foundation just in my family. Um, so character, I've already, I think, I've always had yeah. high character, um, and that's something that was ingrained in, in, in me with my family. Uh, but uh, on the football field, I would say uh, Kippy Brown was my was my wide yeah. receiver coach uh, in Seattle, and he did not take any crap. He would set me straight regularly, and and yeah. it was you know it hurt hurt my feelings sometimes as a young guy, but I needed it, and it helped me to you know get to where I am now as a champion, as a leader in this league, uh, and as a reliable guy. The
0: other guy I was going to ask you about who's interesting to me, not just as a college coach, but your coach at Seattle, and Pete Carroll. Uh, I talked to so many players that played for Pete, who really appreciate the atmosphere uh, that he runs in his organization. Tell me
2: about Pete and about uh, his impact on you. You know, Pete. Pete to me was like a a sixty year old kid in, in a very good way. And what I mean by that is that every single day he was out, he was outside tossing the football with his receiver gloves on. You know, trying to catch the ball behind his back, over <laughs> his head, one hand, left hand, right hand. We even had a, a basketball hoop in in inside of our uh, indoor. Where he would, from the field, in the middle of a walkthrough, he would be trying to throw the football inside of the hoop. And some days he would hit two or three of them within 30 minutes, and he'll be a uh, 40 minutes, 40 yards away. But um, one thing you gotta admire about Pete, every single thing you do, it, he turns it into a competition. Everything's competition, yeah. and walkthroughs and practice, even when you're doing your day to day task he, he's competitive and, and that's one thing I love because I'm a competitor and I, I truly believe you're either competing or you're not there's no in-between and that's one thing I appreciate it so I, I really enjoy playing for Pete I love his enthusiasm uh, his messages and so yeah as much football as
0: you've played and as many coaches that, that you've had the opportunity to play for of course there are great coaches that have different personalities but what what is it about um, if Pete's way of doing things was it different than anything else you had ever seen?
2: Well, for, for me, I was drafted by Seattle, and, and all I knew was 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 Pete Carroll uh-huh. my first four years. So I, I kind of assumed everyone was like not that. Like Obviously, him. they're not. Now, being in Detroit and seeing a couple of different coaches. Um, but, what, you know, what, the energy he brings is special. It's, it's definitely special and something, that, something I think most guys react to uh, fairly well. Um, I think him and, and John Schneider work well, very well together, uh, along with you know Paul. Um, but it's, it's, it's a lot different when you get to Coach Caldwell. Co- Coach Caldwell's kind of calm, cool, yeah. and collected. Not you know not going to see too much emotion. Uh, pa- a powerful speaker, going to get his message across. Uh, very um, you know military like. Reads a lot of books and just different. Um, but the core values of of coaching they both have similar football is, is, the concept of football is very, very simple. Every It's all about the ball. Everything you do is all about the ball. On defense, what's your goal? To get the ball, not to break up, not to tackle It's to get the ball. On offense, it's all about the ball, to hang on to the ball, to score with the ball. And so that those are two core beliefs they both have, and, and, uh, and uh, along with being efficient on third down, and playing fundamentally sound, and, and things like that.
0: Golden Tate is here with his final moments. Notre Dame and uh, Detroit Lions and here for Hershey's and people want to get involved with the Hershey's program, what do they need
2: to do? Yeah, so right now it's, it's, it's very easy. Um, I, I, I'm sure a lot of us are going to be watching the Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics in Korea, if the time matches up, of course. And we're going to be supporting uh, America the best we can. And, and just um, I would I would tune in to Hershey's. And whenever we win gold, um, be on the lookout for a cold to, get, to receive your free um, Hershey gold bar. Um, I think it's a cool partnership they have going, and it's, so, it's very appropriate. So um, I'm excited to be a part of it, and uh, it should be fun.
0: Final question. Uh, obviously, when you play as long as you played, you said the opportunities and the perks of being an NFL player is important. Um, Golden, what's your passion? What, you, what do you like to do when you're not playing football in terms of giving back and in terms of your platform?
2: Um, well, um, my wife and I started a um, our, our foundation, foundation which is called the Golden Future Foundation, and uh, what we do is we support and aid um, our military any way we possibly can, and wow. that's you know um, our men and women that are making the transition from overseas uh, over into the job uh, world, or you know even working with TAPS, uh, M- uh, IAVA, uh, wounded warriors, whoever it may be, we just try to. We try to uh, earn as much money as we possibly can to give it all away, yeah. um, and we've done some really, really cool things yeah. through our, our foundation. One of which uh, partnered with Ratani several times to help, um, which is one of the biggest diamond companies in the world. We've helped um, some veterans get engaged, um, right. you know, uh, and one, the one that sticks out to me is uh, this one gentleman. Um, his father had cancer and he was dying, and so he spent all of his money. He came back from overseas. His father's dying. He spent all of his money trying to save his father, um, and we, we found out about that. And we had a girlfriend that he was he wanted to get engaged to but couldn't get a diamond because he spent all his money trying to save his father, so uh, tiny donated an engagement ring. We were able to surprise them with our suite, our personal suite of the game, he was able to get engaged. My wife had hung up pictures all over our suite of, her, of his father, wow. so he could be there. He had passed away, so he could be there because it was our, his dream to see him get married, and it was such a special moment. It's something I'll always remember and appreciate. Awesome. Um, the, the the picture, the fo- football is great and it's ama- it's amazing. But the the best part about football is the platform that we have to affect others in a positive way, um, and that's one thing that my foundation to, do does. And and you know, being a domer and and going to cabin school, it's kind of ingrained in me. So I just want to do my part, um, aside from playing football, and it's something I have a passion for. And we also love pets. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, Golden Dreams is, a, you know, that obviously your name is, is is very interesting for what you're doing. Uh, what would you tell kids today, Golden, that like when you were a kid that have dreams of doing big things of what, what they have to do to, to reach their dreams
2: and goals? I, I would say... Um, Just in the world we live in right now, we don't bring people up enough. Um, And and via social media and and people behind keyboards, we're so easy to bring people down. But I I would say instead of jumping to conclusion and judging people, how about we all try to bring each other up for one and and just try to understand um, where someone else is coming from. Try to understand what's going through their mind instead of judging and and criticizing them in a negative way. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at
0: AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website,
1: SoldOutTV.com, and on Facebook at RomanGabriel3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.